Hi, I'm Nancy Lotridge Anderson. And I'm Ryder Taff. We're financial advisors for New Perspectives Incorporated, an independent fee-only financial management company. And this is Money Notes, 15 minutes of financial tips and conversations about money to help you save more, invest smarter, and live better financially. So plug in your earbuds and get your notepad ready. It's Money Notes. Today, I'm here with Susan McAdore, who also works at New Perspectives and is a co-author of our book, Piggy Planet, Prudent Investors Get Going Young. And we're discussing how to invest for the end of the world. Uh, This is a little bit of a weird one. So classically, when people talk about they're worried about the world ending or maybe the rapture is coming or something like that, and they're worried about how to protect their portfolio, they look at things people call the fear trades. Um, Gold is a big one. If you ever met someone, we call them gold bugs sometimes. They just think gold is the best thing because uh, political collapse or uncertainty is inevitable. And the only thing that's going to help when that happens is gold because it's the only thing that stores value. And the main reason we think that is because people have always been obsessed with gold. It's shiny. We can bang it into jewelry or coins. Um, It's quite heavy, so a very small bit. It feels so weighty. It feels like it must have some eternal truth and value to it. Um, In reality, in your portfolio, what it is good for is financial stress, Um, And sudden changes in the economy, Uh, so inflation surprises uh, for a U.S. investor when the dollar is weak, when other countries are doing really well and we're not, then gold usually looks pretty appealing. Um, But if the world is really ending, you can't eat it. It's kind of – it's not that useful. You can't break a little bit off and trade it that easily. So let's look at other things. Um, Other important hedges in case of uh, market uncertainty are things like long-term U.S. treasuries. Uh, So like it or not, the the U.S. government is one of the best credits in the world. In times of fear and panic, people flock to the safety and assurance of the U.S. treasuries. So during the great financial crisis in 2008 and 2009, U.S. Treasuries are one of the top performing assets, so people often use that when they think there might be some uncertainty or some political instability on the horizon or some economic instability on the horizon. So that's another thing that people put in their portfolio uh, for troubled times. Uh, And last thing, sometimes people go for the Swiss franc. It's a neutral country with a highly revered currency. Uh, If everyone else is panicking, then you can still get some uh, coffee uh, and sit in the Alps and enjoy that, I guess, is is the idea. Um, So that's when that's when people are panicking and everyone is selling their stocks. Uh, People often rush to the security of the U.S. government treasuries or gold. Well, Ryder, but how will the world end? Oh, that's a great question. Will it be nuclear war or a super volcano like Yellowstone or an asteroid just hitting us all or aliens, Ryder? Uh, Well, we're going to have a little fun with this. But if you subscribe to a literal interpretation of the apocalypse as described in the Christian Bible, there are to be four horsemen symbolizing pestilence, war, famine, and death. Climate change can be directly linked to two of these horses, pestilence or large-scale disease and famine. As we humans encroach further and further on animal territory, we encounter these animals more frequently, which can result in disease. For instance, Ebola and Zika. So, Ryder, how, what should we do? 
So these are some practical concerns. People are looking at uh, large scale trends like climate change or um, human migration and saying, how can I invest in this? How can I profit from this? It is possible that some companies profit from this sort of world ending events. If we're looking to clean up after pestilence or plague or something, you know, maybe pharmaceutical companies or biotech companies who are developing new uh, new solutions to fight disease, uh, medical gear. Even you can even invest in companies that clean up waste, even cleaning up waste after environmental disasters like a shipwreck or something. Or the oil spill of two thousand. Exactly, oil spills. People do make money cleaning those up. And so if that's a genuine fear of yours, you can invest in ways that will profit should things get really nasty out there. Uh, well, similarly, climate change causes more intense hurricanes, droughts, wildfires, floods, ocean acidification, and rising sea levels. And destruction of property brought on by these events then requires new construction, replacement of any possessions mm-hmm. lost. These catastrophes can also threaten our food and water supplies, though. So... Uh, how much you might de- how might you invest to defeat famine, which is the black horse of the apocalypse? I mean, we know the world's largest seed vault is in Norway, but of course there are others around the world. So gardening. Should we just go <laughs> live in Norway and just like know the guy who runs the seed vault just in case? Oh, maybe. Uh, but then there's also water. You know, water shortages. So water for purification might be an interest to look into. Food companies, of course, maybe canned foods, finding new ways to preserve food. And new technologies related to actually growing food indoors, particularly, or with solar power and batteries. So we're speaking a lot about climate change. That also leads to displacement of people, loss of habitat, famine, natural disaster. Um, That could lead to conflict over scarce resources. We've actually already seen conflicts over resources. Most, Most major armed conflicts are over resources in some way. So should we be investing in defense companies preparing for war? Uh, There's obviously things like Raytheon and Lockheed Martin. They make they take tons of money from the Pentagon. Um, Sturm Ruger, if you're just wanting to stop up, stock up on guns and head to the hills, you may as well buy the company that's profiting from that. also, for large-scale defense contracts, you have shipbuilding companies like Huntington Ingalls. Well, the fourth of these horses is something no one can escape, death. Investing in for death or the pale horse, I mean, there's funerals. Funerals have costs. You mm-hmm. can always profit from those. But, of course, end-of-life care, if you want to make sure that you're taken care of towards the end of your life, um, you know, that costs money. And if you want to do it the best way, you might want to profit from that. And these, both of these are actually things, you don't have to think that the world is ending, but this is another huge trend. The aging population, uh, people will need uh, end-of-life care. There are nursing home companies, there are uh, medical care at home companies, travel nurses, and all of these companies do make money from this huge trend. And uh, of course, You know, if you have the time, you might try and tick some items off your bucket list, you know, for experiences like travel companies. Disney is one that people are really into. Invest in Disney when you see the pale horse coming. (laughs) And while some people aren't willing to just roll over and accept that they just won't get to stick around forever. Instead, they're the mindset that death itself is a disease. So this leads to investment in companies studying our genes and how to extend life and delay or even stop the aging process. And that's a really interesting area. A lot of those companies are biotech companies and a lot of them are smaller startups that we can't necessarily invest in. But there's definitely research going on in the area and somebody's going to make money out of this.
Um, so if the world ends, what what are we doing all this for? You know, if we all get raptured, then then what happens? Um, there's a few key things to remember. If if you're planning on getting raptured and maybe your loved ones aren't, then they'd really appreciate you having a will and making sure your account beneficiaries are all in order. Because if you get raptured and they don't have any records showing where your money is supposed to go, you're going to get stuck in the uh, probate limbo for a little while while people try to figure out what you wanted to do with your money. So that's important for just general estate planning. And everyone ought to have a will, make sure their beneficiaries are up to date, and importantly, make sure their family knows what they want when they die, knows what they want to happen when they die. But the crisis could be much more widespread. People often wonder, how am I protected? What happens if my, if I can't find my advisor? Or what happens if the brokerage is insolvent or collapses? Well, for an advisor who does not custody your money, that's okay. We're a third-party advisor, so there's a separate national custodian of your money. So if we disappeared, our clients know who to call to find their money. And if that brokerage collapsed, then there's the SIPC, which is an insurance, a securities insurance fund, which makes sure that your securities are restored to you if your brokerage collapses. And... Stocks are traded on exchanges. So what happens if the exchange closes and the exchange shut down? This this happened after 9-11. This has happened at the outset of World War I. And that was a long time ago, but it could happen again. Exchanges do close from time to time, especially in large emergencies. Well, exchanges started with a bunch of brokers getting together underneath a buttonwood tree. So if the actual building locked its doors for a few days, brokers who are still able to get into work can still call each other and can still arrange trades. And all of these are cleared through the depository trust company. So trades can still happen when exchanges are closed. Uh, brokerages can be recovered or your securities can be recovered from failed brokerages. And if your advisor disappears for some reason, then your securities are still secure. So that would be sort of large scale things that sometimes people do have legitimate worries about. And there are a lot of protections built into the finance industry, because a lot of these things have happened before. And in a way, it's a Always more secure to have it there than, say, a stock certificate just under your mattress that right. will probably be destroyed if your house burns down. Exactly. Then what are you going to do? If somebody takes that, it's gone. Or if you have cash under your mattress and someone takes it, it's gone. Exactly. Or if a flood destroys it, you really want to be careful about that. Um, and although we sometimes see in movies that disaster can cause widespread panic and discord, what we see happen in real disasters is usually the opposite. Instead, people come together, and it turns out most of us will likely end up lending a helping hand and cooperating. We'll share what we have and work on how to make things better. So practical things for a huge change in your life or in the market. Uh, have an investment plan that includes a balance of high volatility. Know how you're going to react to the market going down 20%. Know how you're going to react to high volatility. 
um, to build resilience into your own life, just be frugal. So always know that you can live with less than you have right now and develop useful and practical skills. So being more self-reliant. Of course, if society does collapse, you will still depend on your best friends who live near you. So uh, get to know your community and build social relationships that can serve you even when everything else is falling apart. I mean, and you know, you never know how much time you have left, uh, no matter how old you are. So make time for the people, places, and things that are important to you. Make time for them now and make sure you've planned ahead of time for those that will have to carry on when you do eventually die. I'm Nancy Lotridge-Anderson. And I'm Ryder Taff. And this was Money Notes. Find us at newper.com, N-E-W-P as in Paul, E-R.com. Call us at 888-831-3158. And join us next time for Money Notes. New Perspectives, Inc. is a registered investment advisor. Register with the Securities and Exchange Commission. In no event shall anything said here be interpreted or construed as a solicitation to affect securities transactions or provide personal investment advice. A copy of New Perspective, Inc.'s written disclosure statement is available upon request.